What will become of Dawn and Betty? What's gonna happen to Pete and Peggy? For Kate, it's a history. For Ashley, a mystery. It's time to hear Mad Women. Oh my gosh. Hi, Ashley. Catherine. It's been so long. <laughs> it's been so long. I barely remember the sound I, of your voice. I know. This is a whole new mm-hmm. um, space. Yes. A whole new time. It's new space and time. It's a new space and time. We have uh, infiltrated the time-space continuum. Yeah. To We are in a different town, in a different home. We're in a totally different town. Yeah. It's so same different. Same county. Yes, yeah, same area same code. Same state. A different garbage pickup system. How is that going for you? Well, it's been a few weeks. There's a headboard that's just been out in my yard. <laughs> has not been picked up yet. Waste management. You better Looking make good on you. your promise this there time. But I have moved, listener, so we're in a new room. And we're really interested to see what the acoustics are. Because <laughs> my walls are bare. They are. But your heart is pure. My heart is pure. Also bare. Also bare. Um, it's a bare heart. I had bypass <laughs> a transplant. A um, little bigger yeah. than I expected. But... Um, and is, it, is a bear heart bigger than a human heart? Do we know that to be sure? It depends on if it's a care bear. <laughs> There's also not. like little bears. Brown bears aren't very, or black bears aren't very big. That's true. I doubt their heart is bigger than a human heart. Also like the, the baby bear from Goldilocks. Yeah. Might be a little heart. And little like Kodiak bears, aren't they little? Yeah. No. Yeah, they're tiny. Big. Which ones are little? <laughs> Which bears are little? Well, there's like... There's little golden bears. Little red panda. There you go. See? Uh, but I got one of the real big ones. <laughs> <laughs> I got like okay. a like a grizzly... You got a grizzly heart? Yeah, I got the grizzly. It was taken from the bear after it actually mauled a whole party of Boy Scouts. Nice. Yeah, they, they took it down. Nice. Uh, they cut it up, dressed it, ate it. I got the heart. Okay. Yeah. The Boy well, Scouts did all of that. So the bear mauled the Boy Scouts, but yeah. the survivors yeah. took down the bear. Oh, yeah. There were s- several casualties. Great. But the ones that persevered, they got a really cool badge out of it. Okay. It's uh, it's just a bear butt. <laughs> it's like if you imagine like mounting a bear, like the back half of a bear on the wall. Yeah. But I it, like that. It's like yeah. when Winnie the Pooh gets stuck in Rabbit's Hole. It's exactly. It's actually what it is. <laughs> They actually just took that shot from a Winnie the Pooh uh, property. Okay. So, now, yeah, that's what's been going on. Here's my question. Yeah. What's here's up? my question in mm-hmm. regard to your bear heart. Yeah. So our our mutual friend, Heidi, yes. I won't say any last names, has had two cornea replacements because mm. she has a degenerative eye disease. But now that she's had a replacement, she's good. Yeah. Her first one was when she was in her 20s. Yes. And in order to do cornea replacements, it doesn't matter your blood type. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter any of that. All that they really care about is your age. Okay. They want to give you a similarly aged cornea. Mm-hmm. And where she was... So that it'll get all your references. Exactly. Yeah, you don't exactly. want to be stuck with some Gen Z cornea. Right. Right. Um, so where she was in Montana, mm-hmm. dead 20-somethings were hard to come by. Yeah. 
I know, you right? Know, they're just you don't have to tell me. Being healthy and living <laughs> out in the wide open plains. Yeah. And so she was like on the the transplant waiting list for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And then one day in her town there is a high security prison. Mm-hmm. And one day there was a prison riot and like four prisoners died. And the very next day she gets a phone <laughs> call. <laughs> and she has a cornea coming her way. Wow. So she has this cornea transplant. Yeah. And she apparently joked so we know that Heidi is a lesbian and she mm-hmm. swears and mm-hmm. she drinks beer from time to time and, and yeah. whatnot. Well before this transplant happened, none of those things were true. <gasps> Wow. So she likes to joke that the prisoner cornea yeah. had changed her DNA yeah. to make her really into ladies. It definitely did. And have a, the mouth of a sailor. I and love And indulge that. from time to time. So my question uh-huh. to you is now that you have a bear heart. Yeah. Are you going to find yourself suddenly mm-hmm. with an inescapable urge to like scoop salmon up out of mm. a river? Mm. Or maul small groups of scouts? All the time. Okay. Do you suppress? Like, are you feeling it now and you're suppressing mm-hmm. it? Uh, yeah, I'm on internal bear <laughs> suppressants. Um, I've been working with my, you know, medical team. Shout out to, you know, Doctor Brown Bear, <laughs> Doctor Grizzly, Doctor Panda, you know, the whole staff mm-hmm. over at uh, Saint Kodiak's. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Also, isn't that the plot of a uh, Simpsons Treehouse of Horror? Someone gets a transplant of like Sideshow Bob and then yeah. needs to kill Bart or something happens yeah. like that. Yeah. Well, you know, Simpsons predict all sorts of life events. They do. So it very well could be that yeah. they predicted Heidi's The Simpsons are essentially like an astrology. Yeah. Like whole schema. Yeah. Or Nostradamus. Nostradamus, yeah. like you are. Nostradamus, exactly. Which brings us back <laughs> to season three, episode eight of Mad Men, <laughs> Souvenir. Hey. We, I definitely watched this within the last week, so I remember it <laughs> very well. Ashley, you watched most of it a I while watched, ago. I watched most of it quite a while ago. And but the last 10 minutes I watched today. Yeah. As Matthew Weiner intended it to exactly. be consumed. Exactly. Um, one of the casualties of my moving may or may not have been uh, a certain notebook that that will not come into play right now. <laughs> we will not have any problems uh, talking about season three, episode eight, Souvenir. And so if we need to get started. Oh, Ashley predicted. Ashley predicted for season three, episode eight, that um, Sally would go camping like right before school started Mm. and she would meet a bear (laughs) and the bear would like show her a kindness that her mother never showed her and so uh sally would probably just like stay in the woods Mm -hmm. and we wouldn't see her for the rest of the season Mm -hmm. uh you predicted that joan (laughs) was going to um like really get in to uh incognito she was gonna like join seal team six (laughs) and like rappel down the side of the building that sterling Mm -hmm. cooper is in so that no one would know she was there when she came in because they had instituted new security measures so she wasn't able to get past the guard anymore uh i remember making that prediction yeah you said that (laughs) 
<laughs> you did say that on the last episode. Uh, Peggy was going to get pregnant again. Oh, um, right. Yeah, it was going to be by the Colin Hanks, the priest. Oh, right. Yeah, all of that was going to happen in this episode. <laughs> and she was also going to have the baby in the episode. She was going to send it to the farm upstate, just like the other baby. Right. And, uh, but she would start going to church again and it would make her mom really happy to know there was a priest baby in the family. Okay. And finally, Dawn, um, just wasn't going to be in this app. <laughs> I predicted that. It, yeah. It was just yeah. going to be like a strictly women <laughs> are going to be focused on in this episode. There was actually no men, including the priest actually show their faces. Right. The bear is a female bear. <laughs> The SEAL Team 6, it's all women. All women. It was going to be a backdoor pilot for the spinoff of Joan. It was going to be the backdoor pilot for Charlie's Angels. Yes, for Charlie's Angels, which Joan obviously would be the main angel. Yeah. Yeah. So let's see how close you were. Uh, Those were excellent predictions. What was my lingo prediction? Oh, your lingo was a scabadabadoo. That's about mm-hmm. as you <laughs> nailed my prediction. Yeah. My uh, lingo Well, prediction. it's because I wrote them down and I'm currently reading right, them currently, off, the, off of the right, notebook that I have. We definitely not misplaced that no. notebook. Everything that happened just mm-hmm. now was you reading. Yeah. And not at all All uh, the listeners who were binging, you know, this, <laughs> our series. Right. They know exactly what happened last up, and that's mm. exactly what it said. It's actually pretty boring, frankly, <laughs> if you don't listen to them separately. So a synopsis. Uh, here we go. Of Souvenir. Don takes Betty on a business trip to Rome for Hilton, where their marriage is revived. Ooh. Unfortunately, things return to normal when they return home. Meanwhile, with Trudy away, Pete coerces his neighbor's vulnerable fo- foreign au pair into sleeping with him. Oh, Pete. Yeah, not a great Pete episode. Ooh. So we start off where in Sterling Cooper, everyone is leaving for the day, really the weekend. Yeah. Pete is reading Ebony Magazine. He needs to learn about this whole other market. Yeah. He's learned that black people buy things. Yeah. Shocker. And he's like, what, what things... Our advert. What do they like? Yeah. What's happening in the black world? So yeah. it is interesting to see him wearing that. Hildy, his secretary, comes in. I noticed she was wearing something she's we've seen her in before. Mm-hmm. A pink, like that little pink outfit. Yeah. Yeah. Vest and skirt with polka dots. She's heading to Saltaire, which the girls got a place. She's got all the secretaries. They're yeah. going away for the. Is it a holiday weekend? Why is everybody going away? Why is you everybody know? out of town? I wondered that, too. They say it's August, so is it Labor Day? I I mean, Labor Day's in September. I think it's just... Okay. I mean, New York in the summer is a ghost town. Everyone's got a ghost... It's like a melting ball of wax. Yeah. Somebody says that later in this scene. Yeah. (laughs) They do. Um, I know Saltaire is a village on Fire Island, which is a place people go to in New York for vacation. Okay. I believe now Fire Island seems to be associated with the gay community. Hey. But, I mean, who Let's knows go. what it was like back Let's then. Let's have a girls weekend in Saltaire. Let's go. Uh, she's not bothered by mosquitoes. Pete suggested there were a bunch of them. Pete doesn't have anywhere to go. I don't know. His wife 
is where's Trudy? I think she's probably like with her family. Yeah, she's know? away. They she's don't away. explain that. No, I was like, did they get divorced? Did she yeah. leave him? Was this whole shenanigans <laughs> about the baby thrown off the balcony? Did that actually happen yes, off camera? And they're exactly. gonna tell us that in the flashback. Because we had a bunch of flashbacks in the last episode, We'd so who knows what they're not telling us now. Or were they flash forwards? We could not That's true. discern. We, we had a hard time figuring that out. Mm-hmm. So Harry and Paul are kind of making fun of Pete for not having anywhere to go. Harry says that he doesn't feel sorry for Hildy because those girls do whatever they want. Mm. And he's the one who slept with Hildy. Harry slept with Hildy. Yeah. Yeah. So he's got feelings about her, I guess. Ken says that Cooper's in Montana, Sterling's in Jane, and Draper's on vacation. Uh, And even if he's not in vacation, he's in Dallas or Denver or something, because Hilton is sending Don to just, like, stay in hotels around the world. Yeah, just to see what it's like. Where every armpit that Hilton has, Don is sending him. But why? Like, is he actually doing work? I think it's just like reconnaissance. It's just to see what's the experience like. What 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 are the goods and the bad? Like, what is the Hilton experience like, or what is the working for? Like, what is the staying at a Hilton experience like, or what is the working for a Hilton experience like? Do you know what I mean? I do. I mean, based on. What Connie tells him and Betty later, mm-hmm. it's like he wants the, the reason, like he's, he says he doesn't put them in like the nicest room because he wants Don to like know what it's like to stay in just your regular room. Okay. What's the experience of the Hilton customer? Okay. All right. Okay. So that he can better advertise yeah. to them. So you know how like for John Deere, what they would do is they would bring the lawnmower into the office (laughs) and like just practice what it's like driving it around Uh over people's feet and whatnot crashing it into walls but they can't bring the whole hotel into the office okay so that's what they have to do i did notice cooper's in montana with his beautiful cows just remember he has that ranch that he just loves them so he just loves those cows yeah oh cooper um pete reminisces about New York in his youth, the quiet city he grew mm. up in, listening to the horses, because he, apparently he's really old. I was going to say, or is he from upstate? No, is he's he, from Manhattan. And why are there horses? I mean, I would say... He's only in his 30s. There were definitely yeah. not horse-drawn buggies in New York in the 30s. I would say maybe, you know, that was a time that cars were not... Maybe there were some in addition to cars. There's also just, there's the tradition in like Central Park that we see on television of like the horse-drawn carriages around Central Park. Right. So I feel like that must have come out of a longer tradition of horse-drawn carriages in New York. Hmm. I'll also say that cops on horses are like a thing in New York. That may have been more prevalent. I don't know why there's horses in New York. I don't know. I don't know. And I don't know if there was like, because of course... Hundreds of years ago, there was more rural area around Manhattan. I don't right. know if that would have been still around in his youth. But the boy loved horses. Um, and now, Ken says all that there is are nothing but fat girls with hairy armpits putting their feet in the fountain. <laughs> That's really generous, Ken. Mm. And Pete is like, 
he's kind of looking at a boring weekend, so he asks, you know, if anyone wants to go for a drink, he'll take them for a drink. And we go to Betty. She is working on the reservoir campaign still. Mm-hmm. And we see it's just really hot. The fan's going. Well, it's August in New York. Oh, yeah. It's a melting ball of wax. It's a melting ball of wax. Uh, Don is real sweaty, drinking a beer. He tells Betty that the hotel gave him someone else's shirt. Mm. And Betty says you should complain to Mr. Hilton, which, you know, that's something that the average traveler. Right. They don't have Conrad Hilton's you direct phone number. You can't just call number. up Connie. No. Uh, you're just yeah. stuck with some random T-shirt. Right. I'm sure it's the T-shirt. <laughs> it was like a, you know, someone I know went to uh, yeah. Sao Paulo and all I got was this random T-shirt. Why is yeah. the only city I could think of Sao Paulo? I don't know. That's very interesting. Is that in Brazil? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I mean, probably. Uh, the kids, they're doing a very summertime activity. They're catching lightning bugs. Isn't that cute? It's very cute. I love catching lightning bugs. Do you call them lightning bugs? Is that the firefly. first? Yeah. I call them both. I, I literally yeah, typed right. lightning bugs in here. Yeah. But I've also called them fireflies. I think I go between the two of them too. I know it's a very regional thing. Yeah. Is there anything else that they're called? Is there like a third name for there them? There definitely are, and I can't think of it right now. But there's Bright butts. Bright butts is one of them. Glow bugs. Yeah, that's big in the southwest. Um, neon gnats. Neon gnats um, is what they call them in Canada. Ah, okay. Yeah, because they love Got the periodic it. table up there. <laughs> Torch bugs is what they call them in England. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so we see Pete coming home. The apartment's dark, and he takes this shirt off in the least cool way possible. He said he got stuck in his shirt. <laughs> he totally what did. It's like he's never gotten undressed before. <laughs> just Trudy, like, he just walks in and stands with his arms out and Trudy just undresses him. I mean, Probably. I could see that happening. Yeah. I think he is definitely like, I don't have to answer anyone. I can take my shirt off right here. Yeah. And I don't have to unbutton it. But it's like when you take your shoes off without untying them mm-hmm. or putting them on and you're like this will save me time yeah. but actually it's difficult and painful and ruins your shoes yeah and it's bad for your <laughs> shoes and your feet yeah so listener if there's one thing you take from this podcast untie your goddamn shoes untie your motherfucking shoes you lazy son of a bitch i say as earlier today i mm-hmm. came over and put on a brand new pair of shoes uh-huh. that do tie by yeah. just slipping them I'm yeah. already tied. And, and I, as I was doing mm-hmm. it, I was like, I should not be doing this. This is a brand yeah. new pair of shoes. I'm I ruin also them. took my sneakers off without <laughs> untying them, which I can say, well, I'll untie them later, but it's not good for them. No, it's, it's not. not good. I'm sorry, listener. I, I didn't mean anything. Do as we it. say, not as we do. Yeah. And also, if we call you, you know, lazy sons of bitches, <laughs> we don't mean that. We really care We're just about projecting. you. Yeah. <laughs> So he does try to act cool. He turns on some music. He's just like settling in yeah. to bachelor He's life. He's a bachelor. Yeah. Betty is cold calling people about this reservoir issue. Oh, yeah. Don's She's phone just banking. chilling on the couch. Oh, yeah. She's... She's involved in the Junior League of mm-hmm. Austining Westchester Ladies Wherever Club. But Hilton's office called. Don takes the call. Don, you know, he's got a history of writing phone messages on things that other people are using. <laughs> like the book that he was reading yeah. that he just ripped out the last page of. Yeah. 
And so he writes that on Betty's paperwork. And it turns out Tuesday night he's going to Rome. Ooh. It won't be that exciting because he'll only see the Coliseum from his taxi cab. But you know what? Betty can come. You can come, Betty. And she's like, Don, we have a baby. (laughs) What do you know about having babies, Don? Nothing, because men can just flit off to Rome. They sure can. And ladies got to stay home with the babies. Don has tried to abandon his children so many times. So That's why he won't sign a contract. Yeah. He's like, listen. Yeah. I might need to flit off to Rome on a mm-hmm. Tuesday. And like, the kids, I'll leave them behind. Yeah. But the contract, <laughs> that's really going to tie me down. Right. So. right. so they're not settled, but that's a possibility. Then we see Pete... On the couch, watching cartoons and eating cereal, he laughs like a big dumb dumb teenager. <laughs> He's so goofy looking. And then we see him waking up on the couch oh, yeah, at the like night. Way later, like yeah. middle of the night. So he's just been like, he fell asleep on the couch watching TV. Yeah. Relatable. Absolutely relatable. But oh, then yeah. he goes out to get groceries and we see him coming back. The bag he's carrying. I, I, I just checked to make sure this is spelled correctly because okay. I don't know how to pronounce it. Okay. It's like Gristeeds. Gristeeds. It's G-R-I-S-T-E-D-E-S. And I looked it up, and it's just like a super local New York City grocer chain. All right, Mad Men. And I just thought it was like an interesting touch. And it's also like they always like to emphasize how Pete is a local. Mm. So when he was talking about his childhood, and it's like when he buy and, you know, I'm sure lots of people shop at this place. It just seemed like a super local Manhattan I think to do. So there's a woman at the trash chute who's crying and trying to shove a pink dress down this trash chute. Sobbing. Yeah. What did you think her story was when you first see her? I don't know. When I first saw her shoving something down the garbage chute, all it really reminded me of were the episodes in Friends. Mm-hmm. Where they're trying to shove stuff down laundry chute or yeah. garbage chutes. Like there was the one where Phoebe throws out the the like sirening smoke alarm. <laughs> and then the fire department comes and like <laughs> you cannot just throw this out the garbage chute. Yeah. Uh, there was the one where the super gets mad at them for uh-huh. shoving stuff down the, the garbage chute. Okay. And then I think that's when Joey has to teach him how to dance. <laughs> the super... <laughs> So I love that's it. all. I was yeah. just like some hijinks are about once to again happen. in a Manhattan high-rise apartment. Right. This is the kind of thing that happens. Yeah. Doesn't matter if it's 1963 or 1997. Exactly. People are shoving shit down garbage chutes. Yeah. So Pete's like, what's what's wrong? And so she is an au pair for the Lawrences, mm-hmm. which She's is a Germany couple. Yeah. She has an accent, and it took me a while to figure out what it was. I thought she was German. Well, you would. I actually thought she was French at first, but that's because I don't know how accents sound. <laughs> but once I learned her name was Gertrude, I was like, mm, yeah, 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 yeah that I think that's French. why I thought she was German. I'm just dumb about Europe. <laughs> but Pete kind of convinces her to trust. Pete kind of treats her like uh, a stray dog. <laughs> yeah. And is like, no, 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 I'm okay. You can trust me. And what happened was she borrowed a dress from her employer and spilled wine on it. And so her plan is to throw it away. And Pete's like, Mm-mm-mm, I know how the help is treated. Yeah. They're just going to think you stole it. Right. Here's my question, though. Yes. 
Because clearly the parents are out of town. And she's like, I have to get this fixed and back before their parents are back in town. Yes. So she borrowed this. Did she have people at their apartment to have a party? I don't think so. Or did she leave? And in which case, who's watching the kids? I think the kids are with the parents. I think she is just like. I, though that doesn't make a lot of no. sense at all. Because I think she even mentions, like, the kids are sleeping. Like, later oh. on, the kids are sleeping. Yeah, that makes more sense. Because why would they... Grossness. That's, like, the point of au pairs. Yeah. I'm so... I'm so low class. Like, I don't even know what <laughs> nannies do. Um, that's yeah. a really good question. Because cl- either she borrowed this dress... She mm-hmm. snuck it out of the house when yeah. the mom was home. Yeah. And went out for a night when she didn't have to watch the kids. Yeah. Or she left the kids alone and went to a party. Yeah. Or she had a party at their apartment while the kids were sleeping. And I'm not... That is a none of very good sense. point. Thank you. I almost want to say, based on, like, the fact that it's 1963, she just let those kids sleep in and went to a party right? somewhere else. Like, that very yeah. well could be. Or she didn't go to a party at all. She had, like, a gentleman caller come over. Hmm. And there I think was, she says she went to a party. I though. know. I think she's lying. Oh. I think Gertrude is a dirty liar. Uh-huh. She already stole from her employer. That's true. I don't know. No. <laughs> I don't know. That's, uh, that's a really good point. And oh, thank you. I didn't catch it, but I think there's something to be explained there. <laughs> so Pete suggests that he she just put it back in the closet and then just blame it on the kids. Right. Which, good plan. That's a great plan. But so she's like, oh, I could never do that. Yeah. That's how German accents are, I by the way. I could never. I could never. Heavens to both <laughs> <laughs> I do declare, I could never say that about the children. <laughs> <laughs> so Pete's like, mm, eh, just give it to me. I'll figure this out. Mm-hmm. And the tag is, it says like Bonwit Teller, which I look it up. It's a luxury department store in New York City. You would have never figured that out by not. any other part of this. No. And he tells her, and people say New York's not friendly. Oh, look at him being such a neighbor. He's such a good neighbor. I just wrote, Pete is so bored. Yeah. Like, this is how bored he is. Right. That he's willing, he's like, will play a long seduction con with a random neighbor that he just happened upon. Right. He's such an idiot. He's the worst. He needs Trudy back. So then an alarm goes off and we see that Betty is awake before her alarm. I wrote, what is she up to? It's a whole montage yeah. of her like getting ready. She's like motivated. Mm-hmm. She's not, you know, hang around the house, smoking cigarettes and drinking wine, Betty. This is getting shit done, Betty. Oh, yeah. She's drinking coffee. She's running errands. Sally watches her put on lipstick, which is an interesting little moment. Mm-hmm. It takes her, I wrote, she spent more time on her lips then I've spent on my lips in my entire life. Like, if you were to add up all the times I've put on lipstick and, like, tested it, it would still be longer that Betty does. And it's like, maybe I should spend, like, ten more seconds. <laughs> I wonder if that would help me. But it's a very, like, working girl montage. Mm-hmm. And then Sally kind of also takes something from... She's well, admiring yeah. her mom. She's watching her get all gussied up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and she started to, like, internalize, like, this is something she wants to do, maybe, or something, behavior to emulate, mm-hmm. as we'll see later. later. Blah, blah, blah. 
<laughs> and then we see what she was really planning for is this town hall meeting. Oh, yeah, and good old guy from the governor's coming. Mm-hmm. He hasn't shown up yet, but we got to be ready for him. So Francine actually has to speak up to get their issue on the docket. Right. Because it's very much like the council is just a bunch of old white dudes, and these are slightly younger white women (laughs) who are just under them on the hierarchy, and so they have to speak up to get heard. But, of course, it's another white dude that comes in to speak for them. Henry uh, delivers a request on behalf of the governor's office. It's essentially just a stay of execution, like... We have to study the water. The, the water quality study was not conclusive. Uh, so we have to do another water quality report. I think it could take years. Yeah, it could be, could be years before it's done. So they suspend the development of the reservoir, allegedly, mm. until further notice. This goes by Henry, gives a great you know, axiom of government life and politics. When you have no power, delay. Yeah. He and Francine and and Betty, they're walking to the car. Francine excuses herself. There's an amazing car that drives by in this scene. What's it look like? They're outside, Uh and the street is kind of behind them, and they're like right through the middle of the shot. Justin and I both were like, look at that car. (laughs) It's, you know, some amazing like 50s, 60s, -hmm. big, rounded, amazing thing, like some Bel Air or Mm -hmm. something. But it's teal Mm -hmm. and white, Mm -hmm. and with the black wheels with the white rims. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I don't know if you know this about me, but I really oh. like old cars. Yeah. You may have mentioned that because I feel like I pointed out, well, you are from Detroit. Right, 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 right. But I, do you, isn't there like a big like cruise a drive? Yeah, there's the Woodward Dream Cruise, which is coming up. Well, I don't know if they're going to do it this year. Why but wouldn't It they? would be like this weekend-ish or next weekend. Because it's like a parade. It's the whole length of Woodward. So Woodward yeah. is this big, for those of you not from Detroit. Uh, like is me. This, like you. <laughs> this big um, thoroughfare, basically, that mm-hmm. runs from all the way downtown by the river, mm-hmm. way north, miles and miles and miles and miles, up to the suburbs. Mm-hmm. So it's one, like, long artery that goes down to mm-hmm. the city. And doesn't it intersect with, like, eight mile? And oh, yeah. It hits all mile, the all of those. five, six, seven, eight, nine, yeah. ten mile, all the way up. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It goes up to, I think, like 18 or 19 mile. Mm. Um, which, once you get up there, they have different names. It's like Waddles. Right. Um, different names. And I recently heard on another podcast, there is no, like, one through five mile. There's a five. There's okay. no one through four. It starts at five. Yeah. Gotcha. It starts at five. All right, listeners. If if this podcast is your map around Detroit, <laughs> we're just trying to prepare you for getting around. Uh, that's right. So the Dream Cruise is, it used to be, like, all old, mm-hmm. cool 50s mm-hmm. and 60s cars. Now it's like any cool car. It's it's mm. both old cars, but like yeah. new fancy cars. Now it's just Tesla, Tesla, Tesla. Right? And whatever douchebag happens yes. to want to be in it. Like what's the application process for driving there is in none. it? You just get on you the road? You just get on the road. Yeah. But the thing is, it's a traffic jam. Right. right? You have to commit so, to it. All of the parking lots all along Woodward. So mm-hmm. it's a three or four lane road in each direction, north yep. and south. So it's a big road. Mm-hmm. And all the parking lots on either side will be full of classic cars with mm-hmm. the hoods popped and all that. Yeah. And people sitting out on lawn chairs and then just cars slowly driving up mm-hmm. and down the road. Yeah. So anybody can get in it. Yeah. But then you're 
fucking stuck, stuck in, in it. <laughs> <laughs> and when you live there, it's a real yeah. pain because it goes for like three, four, five days. Mm-hmm. It's a real pain in the ass to get anything done. I bet it is. I used to live a block away. Oh, yeah. So on one of the like cross streets. Yeah. Um, which was cool to just walk down there and see mm-hmm. things, but then when you needed to go to the grocery yeah. store. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah, exactly. I feel like the first time I heard of it, it was a Detroit Improv Fest mm. improv scene where like two people were sitting in a car and they were just stuck in like yeah. Dream Cruise traffic yeah. and everybody was really uh, entertained by it. <laughs> and I was like, I think I understand what's happening here. Yeah. So it's a thing to experience. I yeah. loved it as a kid. Yeah. Because I'm a car person. You're a car person. Yeah. And those you old cars are really cool. Yeah. Old so, cars are cool. Yeah. I loved it as a kid. And I mm-hmm. still like it now as an adult if I don't have to drive in it. Yeah. And if you don't think too much about all the fumes that you're inhaling. Oh, yeah. There's stuff. a lot of fumes. <laughs> the idea of sitting in a patio chair and just like close to the road yep. so a bunch of old cars can drive by yep. slowly. Well, folks. So that's the amazing that's something teal to car look for. <laughs> that drives by in the seat. I literally yeah. wrote it in all caps. Yeah. As I do when there's good fashion. Yes. I was like, teal car. Yeah. I was very excited. Hey, you are also our car correspondent for this <laughs> episode, for this podcast. Thank you. So that's wonderful. So Francine excuses herself because, and she's like. She kind of winks. Yeah. So Francine, cool. nothing gets past her. No. She knows what's happening. And she loves flirting. She is PPP. She sure does. There's a reason is in a she's dead perpetually pregnant. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> oh man. So Henry walks Betty to the car, which is her father's Lincoln. Yeah. And Francine like drives by and does what you do when you know your friend is on a date, where you just like wave and honk and thumbs up <laughs> and stick your tongue out and just like yeah. Yeah. And you know yells K I S S I N G. Right. He wants and, to buy her coffee. Yeah. Which he must know is a no-go. Yeah, because their business has concluded. Exactly. And she is a married woman, and he is an unmarried man. Yeah. And... Coffee? You may as well run your hand up her skirt. Right. They weren't... He wasn't able to... There was something that she rejected them, like, I think him walking to her, her to her car before. Yeah. And so now... He's gotten that extra step in. He's mm. walked her to her car. Mm-hmm. And uh, then he puts his arm on the door. He gets a little closer. Ooh. And he tells her, I think you'll find that I put my heart into things when something's important to me. Or someone. Mm. He's not even pretending. He leans into the window. He compliments the car. And he said, I saw how happy you were in there. And I thought, dear God, did I have anything to do with that? Because that would make me happy. She says, you did. And Henry comes in, and they smooch. Ooh! They kiss with their lips on each other's lips. Oh, my lanta. Did you expect that to happen? Yeah. Yeah. It was was getting hot and steamy on that August night. Well, yeah. It's a melting ball of wax. (laughs) It's a melting ball of wax. (laughs) And you know, when it's a melting ball of wax, people get frisky. People get a little frisky. It's getting hot in here. In upper New York. And what does Betty do? She just drives away. Yep. She just like looks away. <laughs> says goodnight. I'll see you later. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it's not Grey's Anatomy 
It's not like they were going to bang in her back in the backseat of the car or anything. Does that happen on Grey's Anatomy? Constantly. Really? There's just a lot of car banging? Well, there's I've just a lot of banging it. around. Really? Oh, that's like the whole They're point of Grey's Anatomy. The They're just banging. Now, wait a minute. I have avoided Grey's Anatomy because mm-hmm. I'm terrified of doctor shows mm. because I am a hypochondriac. Yes. And whatever ailment... Mm-hmm. A patient on the show has yeah i obviously also have i mean that's how it works right yeah so i tend to avoid those shows even scrubs mm. i could only watch a little bit yeah. of it also <laughs> freaks me out yeah so i've avoided Grey's anatomy but mm-hmm. if it's just people getting it on yeah well i mean i know about mcdreamy it's not like oh. i think if well now i'm disappointed because i i did not watch all of scrubs i watched like the first eight or nine episodes of Grey's anatomy okay. and loved every and moment even of it, in frankly. this first eight or nine episodes there's people getting oh on. i meant seasons oh i meant That's seasons. Seasons. <laughs> yeah i no because that was one <laughs> sorry it was in there's like a big difference no 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 between eight or nine yeah. episodes and eight or nine and i'm not seasons. trying to say that that was not a lot of seasons like i it was i definitely watched many seasons haven't they but, had like 45 by now yeah it's been on so it was in like season time. seven, I think, when the writer's strike ha- strike okay, happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was during that hiatus that I watched, like, I caught up on Grey's Anatomy. And so, like, that's how I kind of know I've at least watched, you know, a sure. bunch of seasons. It, if, if like, House is, like, mostly diagnosing sick people with mm-hmm. a little banging around, mm-hmm. and then Scrubs is mostly you know, goofing around yeah. with a little diagnosing sick people. Yeah. Grey's Anatomy is kind of in the middle. So I think if, if Scrubs okay. is too much medicine for you, yeah. then Grey's Anatomy is not going to be. All right. Unless it's the episode where they're like, there's a bomb threat yeah. or, mm-hmm. a, you know, they also have like, I don't need to tell you about Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> Why am I telling you about Grey's Anatomy? It's fine. There's We're Grey's girls. We're Grey's girls. <laughs> oh, no. Um... Maybe I'll just try and YouTube the banging scenes. Yeah. Okay. Just, you know, All right. like, look, who's hot and who sleeps together? Let's yeah. see the scene of them sleeping together. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. I'll, I'll Google it. Whoo. <laughs> All right. So we see Don getting dressed and... Packing a bag. Packing a bag. He asks Betty about some cufflinks that are Hilton... Mm-hmm. emblazoned i suppose and mm-hmm. asks uh betty how it went at town hall we won we won we won <laughs> she would did a dance that needs to go in the same category as pete's dance yeah, yeah. it's like what we need goofy. to do here's mm-hmm. what we need to do we yes. need to start compiling video of these characters dancing yes and then put it together yes. along with the snoopy music mm-hmm. and have them like lined up in space like the yeah. characters from that oh um, if we could like session. isolate right them. Like just isolate them yeah. doing their little ditties yeah i wonder if we know anyone that's actually able to do that because we're we cannot i mean you've seen i can't even <laughs> crop around here's what a photo. i want it to be i want it to be your crop style i yeah. want it to be a rectangle yeah. around these people all right and just placed yeah. On the stage of Charlie Brown mm-hmm. Christmas. And yeah. then I want it to be the like boomerang loop, the back and forth yeah. of their little dance. Yeah. Because that's how the, the peanuts dance. It's just a boomerang. Yes. I don't Absolutely. know if you knew that. They originated boomerang. <laughs> it, it used to be called snooperang. Yeah. Charles Schultz make is any the inventor sense. of Snapchat. Th- that makes so much sense. <laughs> Not Snapchat. Instagram. 
He and did also both. Snapchat. Yeah. I didn't I just didn't know if he wanted me to put his business out there. <laughs> Charles Schultz, you've been doxxed. <laughs> is that what doxing is? Your yes. spot's blown up. Yes. Well, I don't know, but I'm gonna say yes. <laughs> Thank you. But that's what I want. I want yeah. the, the rectangle of them okay. with the background of their yeah. scene uh-huh. just placed on the yeah. stage. Just like how you cut out a square of our yeah. face and place it right. in the Mad Men world. I will see if that's within my ability. <laughs> and I won't make any promises. Okay. <laughs> but, We've had a fair amount of dancing already thus far. Yeah. Yeah, we'll but have to figure out. We could also have Pete and Trudy mm. doing their whole ditty. Yeah, they did a lot. Maybe yeah. just like one or two of their frames. Like just right, pick right, a right. couple frames. Right, right, right. And then boomerang. I'm imagining the one where they're like touching the ground and then reaching yeah, up. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Because listen, that's all the peanuts do. They yeah. have one move that they do yeah. back and forth. Right. And there's some peanuts it's dancing also how together. I dance. And oh yeah. Yeah. You just have one move back uh-huh. and forth? Yep. <laughs> okay, good. I'm sorry. Am I supposed to vary it somehow? Listen, you're the one who took like salsa classes. Exactly. It's one move over and over again. <laughs> I do that for any kind of music. I do it for any tempo music. I do it for like hold music. For hold But I music. only do that. Okay, great. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> All right, well, we've got some real great graphics in the work. Keep an eye on our Instagram and Facebook <laughs> for what we'll definitely <laughs> have. Oh, yeah. And Snapchat. And Snapchat. Okay. <clears throat> we won, we won, we won, we won. Um, and then she, like, stumbles over herself to explain how it worked. Oh, yeah. She put in way too many explanations. So much explanation and, like, weird re- repetition yeah. as she's, like, getting her head around what it was. She had forgotten about the man from the governor's office, and she had forgotten that the project was right. based on a study that the wad up there up there is no good anymore, which is a lie. It's not true, and they all just made it up. Yeah. It's, she's like a weird little kid. Yeah. It's so cute. Very, very much so. They should just put it up in Newburgh. It's already disgusting. <laughs> so I looked up Newburgh is a city also along the Hudson River, mm-hmm. 32 miles north of Ossining. Mm. And apparently it's disgusting. It's disgusting. So Don says, that's real politics. And Betty says, well, you know, when you don't have any power, you have to delay things. No. Where did, now, how did Don not be like, Betty, how did your dumbass come <laughs> up with that? I Clearly mean, you've been smooched by some smart yeah, man. That's the obvious conclusion. Your head is full of rocks. Yeah. <laughs> you were a square-headed baby. You ain't coming up with that shit. So Don gets all of his taglines from interior decorators. Uh-huh. Betty gets hers from, you know, political Politicians magnates. And that whatnot. she wishes she could sleep with. Yeah. yeah. She just kisses them and, like, by osmosis, she gets that information. It's like when you get a bear heart. Exactly. <laughs> That's how it works. I also had to kiss a bear as part of the right so that my body would accept the transplant right. wouldn't reject the new organ right. i had to really s- smooch a bear <laughs> so betty is like wired oh yeah she's wide awake yeah playing with a little string on her jammies yeah she wakes dawn up and she's like let's go to rome i know you'll be working the whole time i just want to get on a plane what is she She's being about. a real Don Draper right now. Yeah? She's being a real Don Draper. How so? Because she just did something that could fuck up her life. So yes. she's going to run away. 
You think that's what she's doing? Yes. Okay. She can't sleep because she's like, holy crap, yeah. I kissed this guy. If Don finds out, this is uh-huh. all going to blow up. Yeah. So I need to run away. I okay. need to just run away from my problems. Yeah. Thank God I don't have a contract. I need to put an ocean between myself and this smoochy yeah. man. Yeah. And Big time. And I mean, she she really goes hard in Italy. So I think... She sure does. I think you're totally right about that. So Pete is now in a department store with this pink dress. Mm-hmm. Presumably, it's Bonwit Teller and Company, which is, if I need to remind you, a luxury <laughs> department store in New York City. <laughs> And the clerk that he flags down has a fantastic New York accent. Yeah, she does. She's great. I wish everyone talked like that. I wish one person, I wish I knew one person who talked like that. It would probably be a lot if everybody um, did. Excuse me. I talk like that all the time. Let's hear it. Smoke up, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's exactly how she sounds. And that's what she says. She does. And then she goes, skip, beedle, beedle, boop. You know, the lingo that you predicted. And so you got the lingo right. I can't believe it, Ashley. You did so good. <laughs> I wish I mm-hmm. remembered what my real lingo was because I know mm. that it was very generic. I yeah. think. And it may have been in here. It very well and may we have. We don't know. We'll never know. We'll There's never no know. way of finding it out. <laughs> so Pete makes up a story that... Oh, Trudy. Trudy He's spilled wine. He's throwing his wife under the bus. Right. He says that she spilled wine on her. Oh, he spilled wine on her dress. And uh, the woman says that can't give this a return and we're unlikely to have the same dress in the store. Mm. He's like, uh, let me speak to the manager. He's and a she, real Karen right here. He really is. And she says, but she's not the most helpful customer service nah, person because she says of the entire store. And Pete says, of the Republic of Dresses. <laughs> I love that line. <laughs> the Republic of Dresses is really great. And she just goes in the back. And then who comes out to help? Joan. Joan. I wrote, Joan! Exclamation. Yeah. Purple dress. Because <laughs> she, it looks yes. good. I just wrote that voice. Uh, so I'm guessing we heard her before we, we saw did. her. Which is like, oh. What's what's this? Oh, it's Joe. Yeah. She says she's just filling in, which... Well, she's full of lies. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. Were you on call? Like, do you know somebody you here? fill in as the manager of the Republic yeah. of Dresses? Did they just, like, think, oh, you know what? There's this woman that would be really good to manage the Republic of Dresses. Mm. And she just gets the first pick of the dresses. She immediately starts picking apart Pete's story. Oh, yeah. She says, it must run small. I don't see Trudy in a 10. Which is <laughs> so good. Also, I noted her hair is down. Oh, I didn't her notice that. Her hair was down in this mm, scene. Not in a bun on right, top of her head. Right, right, right. At, at Sterling Cooper, it was always yeah. hoofed up. How is it now? Well, I don't remember exactly, but it's down because yeah. I wrote, her hair is down, exclamation. <laughs> yeah. I'm like picturing her just like christina Hendricks with long hair mm-hmm. and i'm like that's probably not it but i believe you i'm gonna see if i can find a picture so joan is like you know what i'll take care of this exchange i filmed a picture look at me just so quickly wow just like that what does it look In like the purple dress and everything so oh it's shorter it's shorter but her hair yeah. is not woof woof woofed up it's a little bit almost like a flapper 
Yeah, like, it's, it's chin length and mm-hmm. curly. Yeah. Um, it's very much like a Betty hairstyle. Mm, yeah. But red. So I guess 1963, man. Folks were just cropping their hair. Now, is it cut or is it just pulled back? No, it's back? cut. Because look, there's the back of her hair. Yeah. And it's just all curls. All right. Well, there mm-hmm. you go, listener. Her hair Her hair's down. Has there's changed. not even a barrette. Not even a, a lone bobby pin. Mm. Probably just, you know, cubic feet of hairspray. This is from a website called Tom and Lorenzo, Fabulous and Opinionated. <laughs> I like that. From an article called Mad Style, Joan Holloway, Season 3, Part 2. Thank you. You're welcome. Joan says she'll take care of the exchange. You know, she'll look for it in the back. And Pete asks, how are you? Joan says, never been better. And immediately asks, you know, turns it around. How mm-hmm. are things at the office? And Pete says that Money Penny hasn't self-destructed yet, but it's only a matter of time. How are you? And Joan says, I think I told you already. I'm very well. So they're both on edge. Right. Because they're both like, did not expect to see somebody here. Right. Because they have a particular story that they are trying to maintain. And this does not fit into it. Right. And we learn that Greg is considering not just, you know, being a, slightly different area of medicine but becoming a psychiatrist yeah which is so far from surgery very far like and he also must also be a really shitty doctor he must be such a bad doctor because he's not even like oh i'll be like a pediatrician right or an osteo something right. just like nope i'm not even gonna touch people anymore <laughs> i'm just gonna talk to them which i assume would involve a lot more school for psychiatry yeah yeah because you can't I don't know what you have to do to be a psychiatrist. We but... gotta learn about like psychology mm-hmm. as well as the doctor stuff. Yeah. So good luck, Gregory. Sounds like Joan's gonna need a job for a long time, mm. for sure. And Pete asks for discretion because this whole situation was fraught with drama. <laughs> and as soon as he leaves, Joan just collapses on the counter. Yeah. Because took a lot out of her took a lot out of her to keep it all penned in when her hair is down i know her hair's not even penned in how's she gonna be penned in joan needs some pens she needs some pens. she needs a pen hanging down she over her bosom. does she didn't have that either you don't need it when you're the republic of mattresses no <laughs> republic of dresses <laughs> why did i say the mattresses republic of mattresses what i don't know i'm talking about so don and betty arrive in rome and it's like an anxiety nightmare. <laughs> yeah. They're in the hotel. Betty smells rubber or diesel. Or diesel. There's which, some gross smell. Yeah, I wonder. I don't really understand that. Everything's bustling. Don can like barely stand up because they're just like tired and jet lagged and whatever. Mm. He goes off to arrange for the room and Betty gets her first taste of Italian chivalry when a, be- a ball boy, or it's just like a no, man. just a dude. Just a man passing man. by lights her cigarette. And, it's and like, we see him later. We do. Mm-hmm. Is that the same guy? Same guy. No, oh, I didn't pick up on that. Yeah. Well, there you go. So Betty speaks with Italian to the bellboy up in their room. See, look at her go. She just speaks Italian, apparently. Like, fairly fluently. Yeah. What? I, I don't remember if they had mentioned this before. I didn't don't she it. go to Italy to model at some point? Did she? Isn't that a part of her story? I don't know. Listener, tell us. Yes, please, listener. <laughs> we don't remember. We don't have the energy to Oi. Google things. She just I Googled, Googled a dress. Joan's hair. Jesus Christ. Come what on. do you want from us? What do you want me to do? It's like, 
is this your only source of Mad Men information? <laughs> because I'm sorry. So aye, aye, aye. I noted that there was really bad CGI like out the window. Yeah, really bad. Mm-hmm. It was just like, it was essentially just a big poster of Italy. Yeah. <laughs> of like Rome outside. Yeah. But here's the thing. It's clearly green screened. Yeah. And it seems like it would be cheaper and easier to literally just get a backdrop. Yeah. Like a like a painted backdrop of Italy, and it would look better. Yeah. Like, did you know, I'm sure you do because you listen to Office Ladies. I do. That the outside of Dunder Mifflin oh, yeah. is not real. It's just yeah. backdrop. Like, when you're looking out their windows yeah. to the parking lot. Right. That isn't real. Well, That's I mean. That's a backdrop. They say it on Office Ladies. Yeah, but, like, do they ever actually just show outside? So, Sometimes. Here's what it is. If there is a shot where they need to, like, be looking at people down yeah. in that parking lot. Yeah. Where they actually are in real life is in one of the writer's rooms. Right. And they'd have to pull everything out, style it to look like whatever room they're supposed to be in. Including sometimes painting the walls to get that shot. But when they're just, like, talking heads or when mm-hmm. Michael's in his office and you see, like, the building behind and the sky and all that. Yeah. That's just a backdrop. Right. It ain't real. Right. Because they're in a windowless soundstage on the bottom. Yes. All of these things are true so and what accurate. What I'm saying is they could put a backdrop yeah. of Italy and it wouldn't look so crappy green screened. I just wonder if has backdrop technology reached the point where you can have such a... I mean, because it's one thing to have like some trees and like a railroad, you know, yeah. line. But to have like actual... An entire city and mountains. I think it would look great. Well, I mean... I think it would look better than that shitty green screen. Yeah, it did look terrible. All we noticed is how terrible that green screen we was. We did. And if it was a backdrop, we'd be like, look at Italy. It's also, like when I'm watching The Office, I'm yeah. like, look at that parking lot. That looks like a real parking lot. <laughs> that's all I ever think. Right? That's I'm all like, I think. This parking lot is hella real. <laughs> <laughs> So Don tips the bellboy $2, which is just extravagant. Ooh, Betty says it's what wee. he makes in a week. And Connie calls the room, tells Betty to put his staff through their paces. And this is where he says that he wants Don to have the experience of the average customer. Mm-hmm. So that's what makes me think. Because he doesn't, they have dinner with Connie, but mm-hmm. he doesn't do anything else. Yeah, so it's I very th- interesting because she spends the day by herself. Yeah. Did she choose to? What was that? Because he also says, she says before they leave, I know you're just going to be working the whole time. Yeah. I don't know what he's doing, but he he says he won't leave the hotel. Hmm. So I don't know if there are other meetings, maybe in the conference room at the Hilton. But yeah, she has her own whole thing. Yeah. She has a day. She has a day. First they take a nap and then she gets herself some mineral water and an appointment with the beauty shop. Oh yeah, girl, get it. And uh, we see Francine. There's a sudden board meeting that was not expected, mm-hmm. or otherwise Betty, of course, would not have left the country. Oh. And Francine, so she drops the kids off with Carla. Yeah. So. so Carla has five children now. Yes. Lucky her. Mm-hmm. We see Betty Woo. walking to the cafe alone. Damn. Holy moly. Her hair. Her hair is insane. It is like a foot high. It's got all these swoops and swirls and yeah. curves. It's pure gold. Yeah. She's got this black dress on. She looks amazing. She looks incredible. She looks 
amazing. And she looks like, you know, Sophia Loren. She looks yeah. like a fancy... Sophia Loren Italian? Yeah. Yeah. There's like her and Bridget Bardot, who I think is French, and mm-hmm. then Raquel Welch. Yeah. Who's Spanish? Yeah. I don't know. It's like those Look European. It's like all the. You're doing it. Liz, if Liz Taylor. We had a Liz Taylor from every European country. And <laughs> Sophia Loren was our Italian one. Yeah. So she looks amazing. And there's these two Italian men who are flirting with her. At one the next of whom table. is the one who lit okay. her cigarette. All right. So we have one who's already got his eyes on her. And she banters with them in Italian. She sure does. Which is so baller. Honestly, it's a little strumpety. (laughs) If you were to ask me. Well, all right. I'm going to give it, I'm going to give her a strumpet trumpet for the scene. Yes. One, because she's speaking Italian with these dudes. Very cool. But then also, so she's speaking Italian with these dudes. They're clearly hitting on her. She's Uh like, "Hmm, whatever. And then Don walks up, sits at the table next to her. Oh, it's so good. They do the whole thing where they pretend to be strangers. Yeah. Oh, and you come here often? Yeah. And she starts hitting on Don. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, and (laughs) they're like, don't go with him. He's ugly. (laughs) They make fun of him. It's so cute. He tells her, I'm only in Rome for one night. I won't have my heart broken. broken. Oh my god! So yeah, that's that's a whole yeah. that whole scene is real fun. So it was I'll, so cute. I'll strumpet trumpet her. For and that. it's like Don and Betty, like this is them. This was clearly them pre kids. Yes. Yeah. This is this is the horror version, not the Madonna <laughs> version mm-hmm. of Betty. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he doesn't rage out on the men who are hitting on her is like. He must be feeling okay, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, they both feel secure, and uh, they're really cute together. He asks her what they said, and she tells him that they thought that he was ugly, <laughs> and that she was easy. Yeah, and then Connie walks up to them and says, "By golly, you are an indecently lucky man." Yeah, he's not wrong. No, no, he is not wrong. Connie knows exactly. <laughs> what he's looking at so we don't see any of their meeting no but we see don and betty slinking into their hotel room all drunk and smooching smooching. i said there was really cool lighting from the window yeah but now i don't remember what it was and then i wrote sexy (laughs) uh i wrote super slow makeout time okay because there was like a long scene of just them like making out making out Mm -hmm. and like moving toward the bed yeah betty comments on kind of what she saw between Don and Connie and just and he tells she tells him that he sees great things in him Mm -hmm. so that Connie sees great things in Don right right Right. I got my pronouns a little messy so then we see Bobby filthy walking in on Sally and Francine's kid Ernie playing car Mm -hmm. like in the bathtub and she is, once again, playing her parents yep. and just, like, badgering him with questions. Do I look pretty? And that's the last thing she asks him yeah. before she kisses him. Smooches him. So much smooching. Woo. Everybody's just got a smooch in this All episode. All ladies are smooching around. Uh, it's the Draper women. Woo, They're insatiable. Draper ladies. They can't stop themselves. I get it. So Bobby makes fun of her. 
And then she comes and punches the shit out of him. Oh, yeah, she pummels him. Yeah. She's like, don't you dare. I didn't kiss him. Take it back. Like, on the ground. She's straddling like, him on the ground. And Ernie sitting <laughs> in a tree. And she's like, punch, punch, yeah. punch. Yeah. Which I relate to. Yeah. Carla has to come and separate them and tells Sally that Ernie can't visit again. And Sally is super sad about that. Yeah. Ernie is just completely. And he's so confused. He's confused. He doesn't care. No. He doesn't know what's happening. But Sally's sad about it. So we see Pete at the door of the au pair, or the Lawrences. Yeah. And he's got the box and says, well, aren't you a lucky girl? He's so weird. He's gross. He's so gross. He's so gross. He's just the grossest. He's like, we should celebrate. What do you like to drink? You're German, right? I can get us some beer. See? German. Yes. Oh, no argument. (laughs) I don't argue. (laughs) And he's like, oh, you're German, so you have to drink German drinks, like beer, Riesling, or schnapps. (laughs) We just keep thinking of German things. But she tells him that she has a boyfriend and really awkwardly kind of puts him down. Yeah. Well, it's clear that he's trying to, like, weasel his way in there. Yeah. He's like, I did you this favor. Wouldn't it be nice for you to repay me? Right. Or first he puts it in the, you know, we should celebrate this, this problem that's been solved. But then he goes back to his drink, his, well, no. his apartment and has a drink. Mm-hmm. And then drunk Pete knocks on the door. Yeah, clearly this is sometime later. He's just been home alone yeah. drinking. Because he wasn't drunk when he went there the first time. No. And he's clearly drunk when he goes yeah. back. So that's not a one drink No, 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 happening. no. And like time has passed. <clears throat> yeah, it's much later. Yeah, I wrote so creepy. Yeah. Isn't this... How he ingratiated himself with Peggy, like, on the first time when you said... But Peggy was into it. Yes, but it was still a drunken knock-on-her-door thing. Yeah. Yeah, Peggy, it was a different story altogether. But at this point, Pete says, I went through a lot of trouble to solve your dress problem. I think I at least deserve to see it on you. Ugh. And he closes the door and says, I'd like to kiss you. And then, like, makes her kiss. I groaned. Yeah. It was gross. That's when I wrote, where is Trudy? Yeah. Well, she's still clearly Well, right. But I was like, is she out of town? Are they divorced? I see what you're saying. Is he alone? Yeah. Like, is he, is he. Does he have this freedom? Right. Well, not even freedom. Is he Mm -hmm. dumped and feeling like sad and sorry for himself Mm. and being creepy? Yeah. Is she just away and he's being just a fucking, I mean, it's gross either way, but just really perverse? Mm Mm-hmm. What's happening here? But yeah, yeah, she was clearly just out of town, as we later learn. And it's interesting they don't actually say that at first. No, there's no mention to where she is. Yeah. Just that he's alone. Yeah. So, I don't know what they're trying to get us to believe. I don't know either. Regardless of his status with her, it's real... Because, uh, like, the au pair at no point seems to like him. <laughs> no. He's completely taking advantage, yeah. borderline raping this poor girl. I mean, I think that's what you could call it. Yeah. It is definitely rape. It's sexual assault, uh, yeah. no matter how you slice it. Coercion is not consent. <clears throat> yeah. So, Don and Betty are at the hotel room. Don gets woken up by a call from Connie. Mm-hmm. Is that? Yes. So, it's the next day. And 
Betty wants him to just, like, stay in with her. Well, yeah, because he says, join me for breakfast. And he's yeah. like, oh, join you for breakfast. And she says, no, stay. Yeah. But she says this, and then immediately he's like, okay, I got to get up and go. And gets in yeah. the shower. He doesn't stay. He doesn't <laughs> like, stay. It's just like, Betty's not going to go for breakfast. Mm-hmm. Now we know. But he gets in the shower, and what happens? Betty goes in after him and drops the towel. Right she had just gotten out of the shower. Yeah. She's climbing back in. She's so frisky. Damn, Betty. Damn, girl. Get it, girl. Italy's really gotten into your system. Italy is working for you. <laughs> but then next time we see them, they're going home. <laughs> yeah, they're walking in the door home. Carla just hands Betty a baby and suggests that Betty talk to Sally about her temper. Yeah. And Don's like, mm women's work i'm leaving <laughs> yeah yeah and yeah. he just walks away yeah and tell so carla's like tells betty about all the kissing and then teasing and then the hitting and betty thanks her for telling her mm-hmm. there was a moment where it's like because carla is very hesitant to say it because you know no one wants to hear that their kid caused problems and right. and also there's also like well why didn't you fix it right <laughs> which Obviously, is not Carla's job, but who knows what Carla's job is in the eyes of I Betty and Don. Know. So then we see Pete is alone in his apartment eating again, and the Ooh. bell rings. Yeah. And this very redheaded man asks to come in, and yeah. it's the neighbor man, Ed Lawrence. Pete just pretends that he doesn't even know the au pair exists. Yeah, he says, you know we have a German au pair working for us. And Pete goes, oh, I didn't know that. And he <laughs> goes, yes, you did. Yeah. And Ed is just like, look, I'm just mad that this au pair is crying. (laughs) She won't shut up. And we finally got an au pair that my wife gets along Mm -hmm. with. So clearly, like, I didn't sleep with her. Right. And Ed says there are plenty of nannies in this neighborhood. Stay away from her. In fact, be smart. Stay out of the building. And it's like, Pete is so mad because he tried to have this little, like, casual fling that Don gets to have all the time, but both Joan and Ed now suspect that he's up to something. Yeah. Like, his secret did not stay secret for one second. Right. And he is so entitled that he's, like, mad. <laughs> well, he looks ashamed, too. Yeah. And he tells the guy, I'm very sorry. Yeah. And I was like, it'll be fine. Enjoy your summer. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, it's just a little rape. It's the 60s. Yeah. It's fine. Like, rape some other nannies. The only problem is that we have to interact with each right. other. You can Ugh. mess up. If if this was a nanny in any other building, they'd still cry. Right. It's just like, come on, man. Ugh. Keep it out of the building. Gross. So we see Bobby is playing with a toy plane at breakfast, presumably a souvenir from the Ooh. trip. And Betty is wearing, like, she is not in the 50s anymore. She's so colorful. Yeah, she's got this super mod dress. Yeah. She's wearing a headband. Yeah. It's like she's, she's very 60s all the time. Yeah. Italy was kind of like her turnover moment, possibly. Well, and she's incredibly mo- when they're in that night in Rome with the hair yeah. and the dress. She's incredibly mod. Yes. So 60s. Yes. She she's um she's like a little freer. Yeah. Than maybe she was before she was kissed before by she was smooched. Yeah. Henry Francis. So she tells uh, the kids that she knows about the fight. 
and Sally kind of pushes back, but Betty says that she has to apologize and learn to control her temper, or she's going to have to start taking things away from her. Because that's how those things work. Yes, that's the reason that you should apologize, <laughs> right. is because you're going to lose your toys. Right. And so she does, uh, Sally says she's sorry, and Bobby is like real cute when he's like, that's okay. Yeah. I like this Bobby. This Bobby's all right. This I Bobby's like, all right. This Bobby just like starts shit. <laughs> he's always super dirty. Yeah. And yeah. he's a fun little actor guy. Yeah. So Don comes down because Connie has more work for him. There's like a moment where it's like they are going to go swimming. It's not like Sally is that punished. Right. What I wrote down is that I guess this is just my own uh, my own analysis is that Betty uses her beauty as like a weapon she's or like it's it's her it's a tool you know betty has this and so she can start she can control these men around her uh she gets ready for henry you know she's she makes sure she's all dolled up for him she gets super dolled up in italy and that Mm -hmm. uh, makes the italian men and don and connie are all kind of like responsive to her Mm -hmm. so like sally watched her put on her lipstick and she tries to she doesn't know like how to imitate that and so like the last thing that she said to that to ernie in the bathtub was like do i look pretty Mm -hmm. and when like none of it really worked because like the kiss did not really work then she starts a fight like i don't know it's not exactly it's it's all connected yeah in my head okay and on the map that i have on the wall with the yarn <laughs> and push pins it's all connected right so anyway sally's just trying to learn from her mom and hasn't really figured it out yet uh, right so don lights betty's cigarette the same way the italian man did he sure does and they still have like some of that italy energy oh yeah they're giving each other the eyes yeah oh yeah they're still feeling it so then we uh go back and trudy's home and she is telling pete about her weekend Mm -hmm. so clearly she was just away for the weekend i wrote she has a big dumb purple zebra stripe scarf on her hair also i noticed both in this scene and in like the other scenes like Mm -hmm. when the neighbor guy comes in and when pete's just there Mm -hmm. they have the coolest i'm gonna call it giraffe i don't know Mm -hmm. in the middle but the giraffe yeah art yeah in that hallway what's in the middle is it a whale I can't remember exactly. It's a giraffe on either. It's a triptych mm-hmm. with a giraffe on either side with their little snouts pointing out. Yeah. And then there's something in the middle that is not a giraffe. Yeah. But it's cool. Yeah, they're like kind of silhouettes, but they're more like just cut out. Like, they're like cut out triangle shapes. Yeah. It looks yeah. like not anagrams. What are they called? Uh, metaphors. No, 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 no. Bananagrams. Yes, bananagrams. Yeah, I think they have that. <laughs> I think they're called anagrams i don't know what you're talking about but i do know that that art is in pete and trudy's house for like a long time like it's definitely been there and i like it a lot it's cool yeah so they're not called anagrams these children start coming into the elevator and like they're all redheaded so you're like oh these are lawrence children mm-hmm. and the au pair comes in and trudy kind of makes conversation with her but uh pete does not oh yeah it's very awkward it's she's very like awkward Oh, look at you cute little children. Did you have a good summer? I love babies. And uh-huh. both Pete and the nanny are like, glee. <laughs> this is not what we wanted to happen today. So, Trudy... 
I'm was sorry. Was that your German accent? Uh, yes, sure. <laughs> this, is, this is not... I can't do German. Okay. Well, you did it for a second, and now you've lost I it. I know. It's when I try. <laughs> I have such natural talent. Why do I ever try? I don't know. <laughs> is it talent if it's not good, if you actually try to do it? No. <laughs> so... Trudy is super flirty with Pete. She wants to get it on before he goes to work. She is like, I've been away all weekend and some Italian men lit my cigarettes. So I've got this big zebra hair thing. I'm ready for it. But Pete's like super standoffish and doesn't like want to get close to her. He looks ashamed. He won't even look at her. Yeah. And she equates it to the children. Yes. And she says, you always get that guilty look on your face whenever you see little children. It's okay. I don't care. You're yeah. my husband. I want what you want. And then he starts crying. Does he? Yeah. Oh, I didn't. And she's that. like, "Look at me. Did something happen?" And there's this is like some amazing just face and eye acting. Yeah. So I wrote down like beat by beat. Pete looks super guiltily into her eyes and then looks down. Yeah. She looks at him and then her eyes start to quiver. Like the moment she understands that he did something that he's ashamed of. And then she looks away and storms off. And Pete's eyes kind of follow her out of the room and down again. It's like they don't, he doesn't say what happened, but she knows what happens like immediately. Yeah. Yeah. She knows immediately, even Mm -hmm. though nothing is said. Yes. Now, I can't imagine she knows who it happened with. Right. That would be a stretch. Right. But he, she's totally like... And, and just the way that it's such a... This is one of those like little performances by Alison Brie that it's just like... But here's what's interesting. Yeah. He has definitely slept around on Trudy before. He did it not that long ago. Yeah. Why has he never looked ashamed or guilty before? It's a really good question. And maybe it's just because it was so close to home. Maybe. Or because he got caught. Yeah. It's that thing of... I wonder if he's afraid that they're going to tell Trudy possibly the neighbors that she's going to somehow find out anyway because the other times there was no risk of that really yeah there was no real risk who was the last person that random girl and he went back to her place yes the like 20 year old yeah the the actress yeah from sterling cooper that's it yeah so that's a really good point he's never felt this guilty before yeah so it does seem like it's just a little too close to home and it's like breaking an unspoken rule. Um, but also, doesn't he... Okay, so they get to it later. Where he just, like, is not a strong man. <laughs> he just, like, can't... He can't feed himself. He can't get to bed at the right time. Mm-hmm. And he can't keep it in his pants correctly. Mm-hmm. Or take it out correctly, right. let's be frank. Right. We go back to the Draper household. Betty, like, looks at the cha- chaise lounge. And calls Sally down. Yeah. And. Um, I thought she calls Sally in like a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the little bitch in the situation? Betty. Yeah. She's so bitchy about it. Yeah. She's like, Sally, get in here. <laughs> I was like, what is she pissed about now? I know. I think she's, she's mad not. she has to do like, she has to like be a parent, like a mother right now. Yeah. And she's like, oh. God, I wish I could just lay on this fainting yeah, couch I and just touch w- myself. I just want like. Men all over the world to want me. Yeah. And I don't want to have to talk to children. Gross. Which, same. (laughs) I get it. (laughs) 
The difference is I didn't have kids. Yeah. I get to just be an object of, an international object of lust. Yeah. And don't have to worry about children. And you're doing a great job, by the way. Thank you. Let me just say. Thank you. (laughs) I've seen the tweets. What? I don't know. I don't even know how tweets work. Oh. Um, I told Justin. Mostly it's it's. I told Justin about the amazing tweet pun that I made when I was at your house one of the last times. Do you remember? I was very proud. I remember that it happened, but I do need you to share so it with all of us again. You, we were walking in. Yes. Uh, and you were noting that you had put bird seed in the bird feeder that came with the house. Yes. But that as you have noticed, no bird had come by. Right. And you sad. were like, where do birds go to leave bird review to leave reviews on bird feeders? <laughs> yeah. And I say, they tweet it. <laughs> and I was very proud. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's, it's Yelp for birds. They tweet. I loved it. it. Yeah, you said, what's the Yelp for birds? That's what you said. What's the Yelp for birds? Uh I said, they tweet it. (laughs) And then I said, all right, you can go home now. (laughs) You shook my hand. Yep, I did. You literally shook my hand. (laughs) A good pun deserves recognition like that. I am not a punny person. No. I, you and Justin have the yeah. puns like nobody else. Right. And you can't have, I think we've discussed, you can't have like multiple people in a relationship being no. the punny person. No. It not, wouldn't work. Not if you're good looking. <laughs> uh, no, that's, once again, I don't mean anything by it. Lots of attractive people are both punny and they like each other, I guess. So, the, this is the first scene, getting back to the Draper right, living right, right. room, where, like, because they did that redecorating, but this is the first scene where I was like, oh, that's how this room, was. like, I could finally picture it, and how it does look out. different. Yeah. Because we, like, see it from a slightly different angle, or right. maybe I was just finally paying attention. So, Sally, Betty starts giving Sally, like, lessons in being... You know, a young woman, essentially. Well, she says, I think Ernie Hansen is a very nice little boy. Mm-hmm. But I don't want you running around kissing boys. You don't kiss boys. Boys kiss you. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, she has some experience with running around kissing boys. Oh, and she has experience with boys kissing her. Indeed. Because mm-hmm. Henry had to lean all the way into her oh, dad's he sure car <laughs> to get oh, he sure a did. piece of that. So... Betty tells her that the first kiss is very special. And Sally says, but I've already did it. It's over. It's so cute. And she tells her, you're going to have a lot of first kisses. You're going to want it to be special so you remember. It's where you go from being a stranger to knowing someone. And every kiss after that is a shadow of that kiss. Mm. Which, of course, is her just thinking about the super special first kiss that she had with Henry Francis. (laughs) It was, she'll be chasing that one. She will. They know each other now. They know each other. I wrote there's like soap opera schmaltzy music in the background. Was there? I didn't notice. Yeah. Uh, I know that, once again, this show doesn't have background music. <laughs> so maybe like some, their window was open, a neighbor was playing like yeah, Days yeah, of yeah. Our Lives really loudly PPP next door. was outside with a battery powered radio. She definitely was. Because Betty told her, look, I got to have this yeah. chat with Sally. Come over and really drive this point home. <laughs> and she was like, okay. And then she has a... a stethoscope to the wall yeah 
because PPP lives for drama. She lives for Betty. She lives for Betty. Yeah. Do you think PPP has a crush on Betty? 100%. That's why she's so I horny think... all the time. Whenever we see her, because she's always around Betty. Wearing pants. everyone has a crush on Betty, just like everyone true. has a crush on you, because you're an international symbol of lust. That's true. You know, we do that, and it's a burden that we bear. See? So she has to live with the fact that PPP yeah. is sitting outside with a stethoscope. <laughs> <laughs> That's canon. That is canon. PPP. Also, this mm-hmm. ep happened in August. Yeah. Where are we at, Catherine? It's August, baby. We are the only yeah. reason we had to wait this long. That's true. We had to wait till the end of middle to end of August. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because the last ep, we were right. smack on. Yeah. So, listener, it's not our fault. No. We're going with the show. Yeah. You wanted. Please lay off. This kind of realism. I know. We have gotten thousands of complaints. My phone has been running yeah. off the hook i had to i had Mostly to deactivate i had closed down my inbox dms <laughs> on facebook and people Instagram. are sliding into your if charles yeah. schultz knew what he was creating <laughs> uh none of that's true no one has said a word to us thank you for your uh patience listener so we're back at the campbell apartment mm. pete it walks in. Trudy is tossing salad, and <laughs> is that phrase just too dirty for you? Yes. <laughs> it's not even. We can't use it even in like the real I way. I wrote. I literally typed mixing salad because the idea of writing tossing salad <laughs> was too funny to me. Well, I'm glad that your 14 year old boy streak isn't ending here. <laughs> Yeah, so Trudy's tossing Pete's salad (laughs) and just like speaking very like matter-of-factly about the meal. talking about the markets that she went to and this market didn't have peaches, but this one had bananagrams. And Pete just interrupts her. I wrote, God, she's beautiful, (laughs) which I'm Mm -hmm. guessing was my, (laughs) uh, me about Trudy because she looks gorgeous. And Pete just tells her, Trudy, I don't want you to go away anymore without me and puts his hand on her's. And Trudy says, good, I won't. Ay, ay, ay. They will vacation together now. So she asks Pete what happened at work today, and Pete says, <laughs> Kinsey invented a contraption that could shoot a water balloon across the office. We filled it with ketchup. <laughs> they are children. I love that this happens in an ep where we don't see anything in the office. No. Other than everyone leaving the office. Yeah. So that was fun. And really, that whole angle is from, like, Pete's office itself. Yeah. So... And it started with, you know, Ken looking to start some shit first thing. And now mm-hmm. apparently he took that energy right straight through the weekend and back into the office Monday oh, morning. Boy. Oh, my God. Could you imagine if in your workplace someone was throwing water balloons filled with ketchup? Because, you know, I mean, they I, weren't aiming it. It wasn't like right. they did it outside. I could see that happening at the school I work at. So right. I could I can envision it. I wouldn't like it. What if like an adult coworker of yours did that? That would be bad. Yeah. It's one thing I if might a become, middle schooler did it. I might become though the person that throws the ketchup balloon. That's true. Because I'm over it. <laughs> but Yeah, just uh become a a anarchy teacher. Mm-hmm. Just everything inspired by Ken Cosgrove. So 
We go back. Uh, we see Francine is filling Betty in on what happened when she was gone. Mm-hmm. And she believes that the board reversed the decision. And they don't even seem to care. Right. <laughs> They're just like, you know what? Oh, well. <laughs> Moving on. And then Francine gets, like, super flirty again. She's just so... Did you go to the catacombs? Did you throw a coin in the fountain? You did have a good trip, didn't you? She wants all the horny details. She's like, you didn't do any of the things you were supposed to do in Rome. Because she's hot in the pants for Betty. She's so hot. She's like, everyone in this app is just so hot in the pants. They are. Their loins are a burning. (laughs) It is a horny app. There's a lot of (laughs) hormones testosterone yeah estrogen yeah uh viagra (laughs) dopamine serotonin yeah the pill bile boils (laughs) there's just like it just gets down to the human body yeah because that's what it's all about am i right so francine uh says that she and carlton took a trip after their daughter was born and there were just no problems, no kids. It was magical. We have to do that again. Yeah. And it really makes it seem... Freaks Betty out. Yeah. She's like, oh, is because... this just like the honeymoon period? Right. Because <laughs> it seems, you know, they've, there's been a lot of strife between well, the Drapers. And it freaks her out because that was the last time they took a yeah. trip, just the two of them? Yeah. Their kid is Sally's age. Yeah. Is she going to have to wait another nine years to go on a trip with Don? I will say, I think Ernie is the one who is Sally's age. Yeah. Jessica might be the younger one. Oh, Jessica's one. the baby. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well. Did she say after Jessica was born? Or did she say after the baby was born? She says after Jessica was born. Oh, okay. Is Jessica the one that we just saw? Yeah, Jessica's get... the baby. Okay. The one she just bore. When she was perpetually pregnant. Yeah, she only has Ernie and Jessica. Okay. All right. So that's not nine right. years. Yeah, okay. But it is still in the past yeah your your analysis is more correct than mine i thought it was ernie regardless regardless it does freak betty out out. and it does indicate that maybe this peace that has come over her is temporary which she was kind of banking on it not being so francine suggests that continuing working on the reservoir will give betty a chance to see henry Mm. and she says i'm done with that we made our stand what, are you, what is Betty on about? She's done with Henry? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. She's just like decided. Yeah. She ain't going to see him well, no listen. more. Listen, she let her guard down. Yeah. She let somebody who was hot in the pants yep. smooch her. Yeah. And then she was like, holy shit, yeah. I need to fly across the ocean. Right. She is not inviting that nonsense back yeah. into her life again. She needs to at least try to pretend yeah. that she is the perfect housewife. The perfect and... housewife is not going to let that happen. And she needed to be super horny for Don. Yeah. I think she needed to get those horn dog needs met. She needed to get hot in the pants. Yeah. And she needed to, like, reassure herself that she and Don are still compatible yeah. in the boudoir. Ooh. That's how they say it in France. Well, isn't the last time we saw them try to get it on was Valentine's Day and he, like, couldn't get it up or something? That's true. Did he have whiskey dick? He did. Or barbiturate. Barbiturate. Right, right, right. right, right. But wasn't that, like, the year before? Maybe it was. Who knows? Still. Either way. She needs to know that he's going to get hot in the pants. And and he needed her to see, she needed him to see her as 
like a romantic partner, not just the mother of their kids also. So Francine thinks that maybe Sunny Spain would do the trick to get Mm -hmm. her and Carlton back on the same page. But Don Mm -hmm. comes home and Francine's like, from what I hear, you two must be very tired. She's that friend that you are and that also (laughs) my girlfriend is. Who, when you have, like, a private, like, conversation, you kind of, like, allude to it in public, and you're like, uh, no, you don't ever talk about anything in public. You're very discreet about everything. Oh, no. Oh, I'm learning something about myself right now. (laughs) I don't know that you... That's all right. Lay it on me. I mean, I guess I would have to point to this podcast and everything you've ever said in it. (laughs) About our friends? Ah, sure. About yourself. You've made me more open, and I'm fine with that. Well, see, now here's the thing. I'm an open, but I'll say whatever about my own life. Yes. But I don't want to be given other people's business out into the world. You don't want to. Except for the people who I talk about in this podcast. (laughs) Except for all of the stories that we tell. And do not change the names. I did not say last names this time. No, you didn't. And that was a story. Now, listen, that was not a secret story. No. That was a story that I have heard her say in large groups. Right. She's very proud of that story. It's a great story. If you ask her, hey, Heidi, where'd your eye come from? She'll tell you, a dead prisoner. And people love asking her. (laughs) If you say, hi, hey, Heidi, how did you become a lesbian? She'll say, my prisoner eye. Have you ever asked her, like, if she closes that eye and looks at her wife with the other eye, is it like, uh uh-oh. But then, you know, you open the other eye, you're yeah. like, now we're talking. Well, here's the funny thing. Yeah. So the second half of that story, so mm-hmm. she needed both eyes replaced, yes. right? She got the first one in her 20s when she was in a tiny little podunk town. She yeah. was on the wait list forever. Yeah. Right? The she second one she had to living. incite a riot at a prison exactly. just to get an eyeball. Exactly. She tossed in a little paper airplane with that said, gang colors. <laughs> <laughs> it just had colors. It said, your gang is bad. Exactly. I was about to try to name a race. Oh. But Heidi wouldn't do that. No, Heidi would not. But prisoners do it. That's yeah. all. All of them do it. Right. All prisoners are exactly the same. <laughs> They're all part of violent gangs. <laughs> Obviously, that is what I know and believe to be true. Exactly. Go on. So her first eye, mm-hmm. in her 20s, she was on the waiting list like three years. Yeah. The second eye, now she's in like her mid-40s. Yeah. And she's living in Austin. She's no longer mm. living in Podunk Town. So many dead people in Austin. And she's older. And remember, all yeah. they need to match up is your mm-hmm. age. Mm-hmm. So she's, you know, she's noticing that this eye is starting to go. And she goes to the doctor and she's like, you know, doc, it's starting to go. I should probably get put on the wait list. And he's like, wait list? <laughs> You want an eye, I'll get you an eye. I'll get you an eye tomorrow. It's like that scene from yeah. The Big Lebowski. Like, you want a towel? I'll get you a towel. So she got another cornea like, yeah. the next month or something. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Because suddenly there was not Podunk Town. Right. And more 40-year-olds in Austin yeah. die than 20-year-olds in Montana. Right. Which makes sense. Yeah. So, listener, if you're looking to get an eye replaced, I know a lot of people are... It's like back to school... <laughs> Everyone's looking for a new cornea. Just relocate to, you know, check Go out, a like, major city. what's the mortality rate in this city? Right. You have to have a good convergence of, like, mortality. Numbers are skewed right yeah. now because of the, how you True. say, global pandemic. It's actually a great time. It's a great time for an eye. Right. Just look for, you know, go down to Florida if you need a younger eye. Oh, no. She said. Oh, God. Oh, no. But, hey. It got dark. 
At least they won't have died in vain. You know? I also have to point out there's an entire John Mulaney bit about getting an eye replacement. Really? Because he talks about someone who was on Law and Order, like, died. Oh. And they put... Like, the actor? The actor died. Okay. Yeah, no, someone dies on Law and Order, like, every time. I was going to say, excuse me. (laughs) (laughs) But the actor died, and I can't remember his name, but it was one of the big guys. And, like, there was a campaign for organ donation in... New York, where they were like J- Jerry Orbach. Oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, like yeah, yeah. two two l- lucky New Yorkers got his eyes, wow. and so then he pitches an entire like rom com, where the two people who got his eyes like see each other and fall in love. Now here's my problem with it: the way he pitches it is that we see their lives like how separate they are. You know, he's yeah. he does this and she does that, right. and they would never get along, and then they see each other. And then credits roll. And I'm oh, like, no. wait, that's, well, that's like just the beginning. That's the first act. What are you talking about, John Mulaney? No, he does it wrong. Maybe he we was, would do it right. Maybe that was before when he was, um, he wasn't thinking through. Yeah. See, now that he's out of rehab, he'll yeah. pitch it better. I bet yes, the show's he's, not, he's, he's more now. hopeful now. Yeah. That's the problem. Right. Is in his mind at the time. Yeah. It's the chaos, and that's it. Yes. Now he has more hope. He'll start it. Yeah. He'll pitch it better. Yeah. I don't know if he actually has more hope. He's having a lot of problems. <sighs> you know what, John Mulaney? You're like the number one person we talk about on this <laughs> podcast. Know. We you love you. You always bring him up. You have a lot of information on John Mulaney that I am not privy to. I think yeah. you're secretly stalking him. You are hot in the pants <laughs> for John Mulaney is what I know. That's not true. Okay. But I have like listened to or watched all of his stand-up specials like three funny. or four times. I all love right. his stand-up. All right, there's like one thing that happens here. So Betty is has that vacation withdrawal that we all have, yeah. where she's real pissy. She says she's that she grumpy. hates this place. She, we, I hate our friends. I hate this town. And Don, you know, gives her the kind of false promise. That will go away again. Yeah. And then gives her a souvenir that he had Connie send her, send from like the hotel gift shop. Well, he saw it in the gift shop. Yeah. But he didn't have time to get it. So he mm-hmm. had Connie send it or whoever was working there. Right. It. And it is a charm of the Coliseum, mm-hmm. which I will point out is a ruin. Oh. Which is like come up Love a few times. Love among the ruins. Love among the ruins. Mm. And... It's to put on her bracelet, and then Betty says, good, so they'll have something to look at when I tell the story of when we went to Rome. Because mm. they don't have pictures. Mm. They don't well, have... They were too busy screwing. They were too busy screwing. Betty, don't be... Don't act like you didn't have a great time in Rome, yeah. girl. You had a great time. I guess... <clears throat> I guess she's like... Well, it's like, I'm not gonna go again. Not gonna go again. This was a work trip. Yeah. This the most time you could give me. Yeah. Your boss had to send this. Like yeah. you didn't even get it yourself. Yeah. It's uh oh, this yeah. this whirlwind trip to Rome didn't fix our marriage. Woof. Who'd have thought that? Oh boy. And that's the end. That is all of it. That's all she wrote. That's dun, all dun, she dun, wrote. That's a law and order song. Yeah. Not murder she wrote. Which no. is what I thought might be coming up, but I was like, I don't know that theme song. No. But I know the song you're singing. Thank you. Don't 
I only know that. Well, I know it most freshly because yes. I just watched the Community Law and Order episode. Good times. Yes. Yeah. Community. Such a damn good show. Mm. Allison Brie. Listen, yes. I have a newfound respect after watching Mad Men and going back to the beginning of Community. Yeah. And knowing that they were happening at the same time. Yeah. Girl can act. She's got Those range. Those are two very different characters. Yes. <clears throat> Get very it, Allison Brie. I always loved her. Yeah. But now I love her even more. Should see her on Glow. I saw she, a few eps. She's great in that too. Okay. Get Look, it, Allison Brie. Allison Brie doesn't fail. All right. Do we? Do you have any other thoughts on this episode or? No. Well, if you were to say, rate it on a doozy scale of a percentage-ish, hmm. what would you say about it? It's not very doozy. Not? Well, Betty gets smooched. That's she does smooch. That's the most doozy thing that happens. And it happens very early in the episode. I'm only going to give it a 72% doozy. 72% doozy. Uh, <laughs> it did not dooze me away. I... I think that's fair. All right. I mean, Pete is a confirmed creep in a new way. Yeah, that's not doozy. That's just gross. And really, those are the only two storylines we have. Yeah. We get a little peek at Joan. That's a Tiny. bit of a surprise. I didn't get enough Joan. Never enough Listen, Joan. Listen, if you would have given me more Joan, your yeah. doozy meter would have gone way up. Can you imagine Joan in Italy? <gasps> they would have torn her apart. Oh, my Atlanta. <laughs> She's like in Italy just wherever she goes yeah like betty can only be do that at certain I times see joan. i'm sad now i'm legitimately yeah. upset come on matthew weiner why didn't God. joan just like wouldn't that be fun if instead of pete running into her in new york betty runs into her in rome yeah and she's like the hairstylist don runs into her in rome yeah Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that's what don's doing all, yeah. at all these hotels yeah. that is awfully suspicious don like Don is, we've seen him in a lot of hotels before. Yeah. Do you think he's taken advantage of uh, all this access? Oh, 100%. He's just like, he's got a lady in Dallas. He's oh, got a lady yeah. in Denver. All the armpits of the Hilton Empire. Mm-hmm. Give me yeah. a rating. Okay. <laughs> now, I cannot give it a seven. No, you can't. Seven doesn't exist, and I was going to. Yeah, and you love explaining that every time. I do. The listener might be new. And they care. I care. Okay. So I'm going to give it a six. Okay. A six out of ten tossed salads. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I like it. Six out of ten sauce, tossed salads. Sauced salads. Sauced salads. And I got one more thing to say, and that is Yakety Sacks, Ashley predicts. Oh, boy. All right. Well, what's his name? Henry Francis starts snooping about. Okay. He starts slinking around. He's just peeking his head into Lincoln's uh-huh. everywhere he is on the off chance that it's a Lincoln that Betty is inside of. Uh-huh. And he leads with his lips first. So he's just smooching all sorts of people. <laughs> he gets beat up a lot. Yeah. He yeah, gets beat yeah. up a lot. But it doesn't stop him. Because once mm-hmm. you've smooched Betty Draper. Yeah. There's no going back. I. And so you just lead. You go through life leading with your lips. <laughs> Lead with your lips. That's um, that's a very good life motto. Yeah, I feel like it's the opposite of what Betty told the Sally. <laughs> <laughs> so Henry Francis is going around smooching everybody. Uh huh. 
Betty um, starts snoop. There's a lot of snooping. Mm-hmm. She starts snooping around the travel agency. Okay. She needs to get out of town. You say the travel agency. Yeah, the only one in Austin. Okay. Not one that we have seen before, no, but no, no, there no. is. Okay. Of course there is one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 1963. It's in 1963. This is, this is where the yeah. rich people live, and the only way to travel is through a travel agent. Yeah. So she's snooping around the travel agency. She's looking for excuses to get out of town. Uh-huh. Um, she might do some more, make some more bad judgment calls mm-hmm. that she's hoping will inspire her to flee once mm-hmm. again. <laughs> she's trying to get yeah. that motivation to go. Exactly, exactly. Um, Don, we start seeing him in some of these hotel rooms. So uh-huh. Connie has not stopped sending him all over. Mm-hmm. But now we're finally following him along. Okay. And we see all the ladies that he is amassing. Oh, yeah. And some of the hotels are a repeat. So he, maybe he goes back to Dallas. Mm-hmm. And there's a few ladies waiting for him. <gasps> Uh-oh. Because Donnie don't know how to do it. And so he's like, oh, no, I've made a poor life decision. I need uh-huh. to run away. Okay. So now he's running away from multiple women yeah okay um the baby gene mm-hmm. starts being a little bit evil <gasps> finally we haven't seen his square-headed evilness yet mm-hmm. but he's gonna start biting things okay and yeah drawing blood even though he does not have teeth because <laughs> he's still just a little tiny baby he's yeah. going chomp chomp uh-huh and people gonna bleed <laughs> and they're like how are you doing this? You don't have teeth. How are you making me bleed? And he's just like, uh-huh. square heads. <laughs> he won't say square heads. He's just uh-huh. like, and the people yeah. will say, ow, square heads. Yeah. And they'll understand that it's because he's a square headed baby. Um, oh, Pete. <laughs> yeah. Pete cannot go anywhere yes. without Trudy. <laughs> Literally uh-huh. anywhere. Yeah. When he's pooping, yeah. she is standing next to him at the mm-hmm. toilet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, when he goes to work, she follows him to work. Mm-hmm. When he is getting hit with a ketchup-filled water balloon, <laughs> she's standing back letting that happen. But she's there. Uh-huh. Yeah. So she's following him everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, the people in the office are like, Pete, what's that about? And he uh-huh. just goes, Germany. <laughs> and they understand. Yeah, I mean, especially, Roger. Listen, especially in 1963, anyone. all yes. you got to say is Germany. And people are mm-hmm. like, I get it. Yes. Uh, and Joan becomes the manager mm-hmm. of the kingdom uh-huh. of handbags. Oh. Yeah. Good for her. I don't know if that's a a promotion or a demotion. It's a really good point. I mean, it's from a republic to a kingdom. Right, but it's from a dress to a purse. That's true. Purses have money in them. Purses do have money in them. And a lot of times, purses are more expensive than dresses. Yeah. Depending on the purse. They have to be much more sturdy. Yeah. Anyway, I can't wait for that. The lingo. Yes, please. Is going to be... Trudy? <laughs> I'm trying to stick with real simple yeah. ones. I want to be right again. I it know you do. It won't be as satisfying, satisfying as yeah. it's a gas. I mean, unless it's... How did I do that? It's still a mystery to all of us. And honestly, 
I have launched an investigation <laughs> into your history, and I have extensive interviews with everyone you've ever spoken with who may right. or may not have watched Mad Men. Okay. We're going to get to the bottom of it. All right. If you could let me know, that would be yeah. excellent. You will receive a full report of my findings. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Perfect. Well, all right. We did it. We did it. It's been so, I was afraid that we wouldn't remember how. Yeah, it's but here while. we are. It's been a while. It's been a while. It's been. There we go. A while. <laughs> well, it was fun. I love our new recording space. I do too. Here's what's nice, Catherine. Yeah. You didn't tell our listeners, but the way you've organized your new desk, mm-hmm. uh, you can face me. Yes. And see your computer at the same time. Yes. We both have like seating mm-hmm. and a table situation. I'm very comfortable. I hope you are. I am. Trey comfortably. Yeah. I mean, we're we've got we've got top quality podcasting uh, equipment mm-hmm. and and operation here, and we're just here to bring you more Madmen. <laughs> Maybe not every week, because you know what? Listen, school's about to start. School's Things about to start. Gonna get dicey. And again. like stuff happens. You know, it's been a it's been a real rough few weeks. You moved. It sure has. Somebody moved into my house. Yeah. Somebody died. I've power went out. Yeah, there was all. Yeah, you didn't have power for like five, five days. Five days. I don't know how you're still it was alive. Bullshit. Did you get twenty five dollars from DTE? I did not. It was only four days. That's what it was. Wow. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That's it. Then what are you complaining about? Uh, what do I got to whine about? In the middle of August. Throughout literally all of my food. Oh, honey. <laughs> Very sad. Yeah. Well, I'm sure you're replacing it all with fresh vegetables and lean meats. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, listener, for listening. Thanks, friends. Thank you, Ashley, for being an excellent co-host as Thanks, always. Catherine, thank for you. Being a great friend co-host god thanks christina hendrix for just being yourself oh joan joan in rome that should have been the backdoor pilot joan in rome okay romy joanie i'm listening joan roaming (laughs) and until next time merry mad men to all and to all a good night Thank you for listening to Mad Women. Mad Women is engineered by Ashley Davis, music by Kate E. Britt, and graphics by Dylan Anderson. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at RadMadWomen. Production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast. Are you ready? I'm ready.